Hi, my name is Eli and I play Elaine the Scoundrel and it's good to be here. Hi, my name is Jordan and I'm playing Luce and her companion Choo Choo, the spooky witch, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I am playing Swift the Devoted and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm playing Mouse the Trickster and it's good to be here. Amazing, and I'm Jillian. I am your game facilitator. We're playing Thirsty Sword Lesbians TSL, representing the TPL Trauma Public Library. Let's roll. Welcome to Many Realms. ourselves in the city of Nocturne. It's 2099 and this is a cyber solar punk world. It's a dark rainy morning in town. Well, it's always dark here and the glow of city lights and giant billboards really can't compare to the light or warmth of the sun. Nocturne is run by the various megacorps, but pockets of community and rebellion exist within the cracks of the city. The four of you are meeting up in a basement cafe in true L-word fashion. The cafe is called Bean Sprout, and it's an unlicensed indie operation disguised as an advertising agency. The inside of Bean Sprout is an industrial space that has every wall covered in plants and artificial sun lamps. The air is humid and fresh. All the furniture is mismatched, rescued from the garbage, and now artfully eclectic. So please introduce your Thirsty Sword lesbians, their name, pronouns, what they're wearing, maybe their coffee order, how they're sitting in the chairs, you know, all the important stuff. So you see Mouse, who is a very, it shows in her face how young she is. She's probably um, in her very early 20s, like 20 or 21. She's only around 4'8 or 4'9. She looks like a little kid sitting in this bench, like waiting for her mom to come back. But she is wearing like a sort of page boy outfit, vest over a blouse, um, the sleeves messily rolled up, and trousers that show socks on penny loafered feet. And her hair is messily cut up into this pixie cut. And uh, there's a hat sitting on the table in front of her. And she's hunched over what she has concocted to drink, which is basically, it's the cheapest coffee they've got mixed in with like two or three packets of hot chocolate mix and a little bit of milk. It's disgusting, but she loves it and that is what she's doing good um and you're playing the trickster right i'm playing the trickster her pronouns are she her elaine the scoundrel uses she her as well she she is relatively skinny but mostly just toned she's got a a huge mass of wavy brown hair she is wearing just a classic like white button up halfway buttoned down She's just having a good time. She is like hella slouched in her chair, um, drinking her black coffee. It's her third one, I think. Uh, Luce is the spooky witch and her pronouns are she, they. Luce is enjoying what is most definitely a black 
coffee uh, because it's it's just fuel. She doesn't require the taste. She just needs the caffeine. She sees it as, as a purpose, as she does most things, including her outfit. It's mostly function of her fashion, but she's aware enough, or perhaps just through her uh, spooky weirdness, it just is a vibe and works. Um, so she's got like cargo pants that has, you know, like various screws and things almost spilling out of some of the pockets, a tank. And then what she has is to really get in the cyberpunk world is the classic neon pink, but like translucent coat that also has a bunch of pockets. So you can see inside these pockets. And for her, it's like, so that, you know, she can kind of quickly see what it is that she's getting. And uh, she's just sitting there probably staring in what seems like staring into space, but she's looking at her, her, her friends, the unseen. Swift is tall. She's pretty muscular. Her vibe is athleisure bordering into tactical. She looks like she could vault over something or slide under a sliding door as it closed. But right now she is tying back her long dark hair and she's unzipping her hoodie and tying it around her waist because being in this greenhouse plant room kind of gets her sweaty. She's nursing an iced coffee and fanning herself and going, why do we have to meet here again? This place makes me sweat. So you see Trinity, who is the owner of the Bean Sprout, behind the counter. They are a black person with a blue afro, long false eyelashes, and various face piercings. Um, they're wearing a lace shirt under an apron. I think without looking up, Mouse just says, Trinity, Swift said this place makes her sweaty. Yeah, can you turn it down a few degrees, babe? My priority is for the plants, you know? <laughs> we have to keep the conditions optimal. Like I wish, I wish there was another room where I could where I could keep them, but the whole space is temperature controlled. So no can do, hun. All right. My BO is on your hands. <laughs> did uh did anybody need another another beverage? Trinity, uh, if it would be okay, could I actually just have an espresso shot? dumped straight into the rest of my coffee here. I think that would be the perfect caffeine ratio for me to continue my work for the day. <laughs> sure thing. Trinity goes off and gets loose the additional espresso <laughs> and comes back and is starting to dump it into your coffee when there's a huge power surge and the various hanging light bulbs um, start to spark and then they all go out. Ah, oh, now it's cool. <laughs> Trinity curses. Not this again. I, I literally just replaced these. Has this been happening a lot lately? Oh, yeah, this this isn't the first power surge this week. Something's, something's draining the power. Elaine throws her head back and says, maybe it's all these snake plants. <laughs> We've been running the same way for for like 10 years now. It's something else. I don't know. I've been hearing rumors about like construction. You think someone's stopping into your lines? It has to be. Crypto miners draw an extra power. Why don't you give uh, Luz her next espresso for free and she can take a look at it for you. Oh, would you? Sure. No problem. Can these unseen, but I want to be able to like look at them to deduce this problem without like actually moving and just like like a psychic giving a reading essentially. Mm, sure. Do you want to describe your unseen friends? 
Yeah, uh, so the spooky witch can see these creatures, the unseen, that, uh, as, as the name implies, most people can't perceive, but the spooky witch is able to. In our lovely cyberpunk world, with the advent of a new Wi-Fi and just in general, a new type of like electrical current or something of the sorts, as also introduced into the air to her, these small multicolored neon various little sprites like um, Navi from Zelda minus the wings that kind of pulsate and and speak to her. And so since they're very interlinked with the tech of the world, um, she can try her best because she's learning to, uh, to deduce what's happening with various tech around her based on their patterns in the air. Yeah, do you have a playbook move for that? I have commune with the unseen. When you perform a ritual to commune with the unseen, give a dangerous unseen a string on you and roll plus spirit. Okay, we got a 10. Nice. She opens your eyes wide and stares at one blank spot in the room. To her, it's just that she's picked one from the noise and decides to speak directly to it. So what would be fluttering all over all of a sudden stops and kind of floats close to her eyes. So she's looking nearsighted right in front of her. And she just literally has a conversation with the air, perhaps in like weird, like electrical sounding noises. Like, I don't like, I choose to learn something important from them first. The unseen know like where the power surge came from. It's connected to this building from the outside, from like the, the back door. Okay. Well, the only one that I would think of would be temporary alter the unseen nature of a place if the lights were like off and just like fix it temporarily for them while we go in and investigate it. Yeah, sure. You can ask your unseen friends to like bring on the emergency lights, which uh, Trinity is extremely relieved just to have something. Great. I stand up, just take the espresso coffee mix and shoot it straight down. She pivots like one foot planted, just completely pivots on it towards the back door and says, this way, and starts for the door. This is so fucking weird. How do you go zzz, 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 and then make the lights turn on? Doesn't make any sense to me. She sounded like one of those old, what do you call them? Um, modems dialing up? That's sort of what it sounded like. <laughs> Mouse puts her hat on her head and follows out after Swift. Yeah, when you get out of the back door, um, you're like, in a back alley you know when there's like movie sets around and there's like cables that are like thicker than your arm there's one of those like plugged into the building and attached to uh, a large vehicle at the opening to the alleyway they're not exactly subtle eh do you want me to find out what they are or who they are I can, you know, try to get closer and, and just get a little bit of information. Just be careful. We don't know if they're dangerous. I mean, they're still in power. They're probably not good, right? Just be careful. Lane pulls out her sword. I want to sit down, pull out some type of tech, and I'm kind of like, I guess, and analyzing the signal through it. So she sits cross-legged at this, at this connection point. Mouse is going to pull her hat a little tighter down, hide her eyes, you know, that sort of thing, <laughs> and sneak along the wall to get closer to this truck, and I would like to try to filch something that gives away their identity. Okay. So, because I have a move, uh, Deft Fingers, when you filch something from a person, roll plus grace. Let's do it. So I got a six uh, plus zero. So that's a fail. 
<laughs> Love it. <Whoa. laughs> Great. Mark XP, you try and uh, scurry over to the unmarked van and out from behind the van steps Paris. Paris is a mixed race person. They have dark skin and Japanese facial features and their hair is a platinum blonde. They kind of look like Mirage from The Incredibles actually. Mm -hmm. And Paris is known to be part of the lawyer gang, Goss, Tudor, and Yell. This is Paris Goss. The lawyer gang uh, is known to be armed, dangerous, and definitely working at the beck and call of megacorps. And yeah, Paris isn't that tall, but taller than you. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, well, 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 looks like I've caught a little mouse. Ha ha ha. If you think I haven't heard that one before, you're not the first person. <laughs> and I think that mouse like turns to run back to the group hoping to get away from Paris. Elaine would love to take this opportunity to put herself in between her crew and Paris and say, hey, love, are we interrupting? Can I help you in any way? There's actually this great coffee shop nearby that I would love to take you to. Yeah, are you enticing or calling calling on a toxic power? Leg regular old enticing. All right. Hey, a 10. <laughs> Okay, when you appeal to someone's physical or emotional sensibilities, roll plus heart on a 10 plus, gain a string on them, and they choose one. I think you've just caught them off guard. Yeah, she's just like, uh, coffee, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, sorry, I, I'm here, I'm here on business. What are, what are the four of you doing in an alley, poking your nose into things that are above you? I'm going to let someone else step in while I put my number in their phone. <laughs> Swift reaches down and picks up the massive cable with one arm, flexing the biceps and letting Paris know exactly what's up. We just came to see where this thing led. You have a, what, a warrant, a permit? Why is this plugged into our building? <laughs> Your building? As far as I know, this is like, what, an, an advertisement agency? I suppose you work there... We believe in values-based advertising and its ability to connect disparate communities across this entire city. Thank you. Uh -huh. No, that's that's not Swift at all. Swift is like <laughs> Swift is not smart. Swift is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's what you were gonna do. Actually, I I do have a permit thanks to Cobalt Heavy Industries. Um, we've been doing some surveying in the area. She, uh, she looks the four of you up and down, and now it looks like. Might have to keep my eye out for any disruptions to some very important work. I, I think it would just be important to let you know that that your your system is completely flawed. It's 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 shorting the building that it, that it's drawing power from. If you would like, I I, I could give you a schematics for something that'd be far more efficient. Loose, whoa, whoa, loose, whoa, 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 whoa! What? What? Don't help out the enemy. Uh. <laughs> I don't see an enemy. I see a. Cute new friend. Unbelievable. <laughs> if you think you have a right to this space, I want to see some paperwork. I haven't heard anything. We haven't been contacted. This is completely, uh, uh, what's the word? Unorthodox. And unallowed. And inefficient. Yeah, and, and shitty. Paris opens the briefcase that they've been carrying. Very quickly, origamis a piece of paper into like a shuriken and just kind of like... <laughs> 
<laughs> flings it at the wall next to your head, Swift. Oh my god. Elaine says, oh, well maybe we can't be friends, and takes her sword and starts hacking at this huge wire. <laughs> slowly. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you want to be doing that unless you want a lawsuit on your hands for tampering with company equipment. Did I tell you my name? I don't think I told you my name. <laughs> I keep hacking. Paris looks down at their phone where you put your number. It's like, well, actually, I have your name and contact information right here, Elaine. So... Can you, am I dumb? Can you find someone with their phone number and their first name? Uh, Mouse was about to say, you can't find her without her last name, and she's never given any of us that. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse, I love you. Keeps hacking. Mouse just blushes. <laughs> very, very red. And then looks at Swift and is like, what, what's it say? Swift has finished unfolding the shuriken and is squinting at this paper that's like a legal contract that she doesn't have the ability to comprehend. And she goes, this is completely habeas corpus unenforceable it's it's textbook look okay we're gonna fight this and until we win you need to get this goddamn plug out of our walks it's blowing our lights and you'll be responsible for our lacerations and emotional trauma mouse has got her <laughs> arms crossed beside swift look you you scared mouse half to death <laughs> don't say that i wasn't scared at all yeah and you're scaring the wi-fi <laughs> Paris cocks her head at you, grips grips the briefcase very tightly, and says, would you like to fight now or later? Swift, you better hold me back. I'm going to bite her. <laughs> that sounds like no. If she throws the first punch, it's not assault. Or a sword. Swift, I didn't know you were a lawyer. <laughs> well, that's that one's, that's one I've picked up uh, from experience. <laughs> uh, Swift steps forward. She crosses her arms. She, like, crumples up this paper, and she says, you want to fight us now? You win uh, what army? She snaps her fingers, and uh, the other two members of the lawyer gang <laughs> show up, Tudor and Yal. The three of them are wearing matching suits. Uh, Tudor and Yal, I think, are just dudes. Yeah, and so in the realm of thirsty sword lesbians, they become like completely irrelevant immaterial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who uh, reach into their briefcases and take out some swords. But I think I just look like they're made of paper. So we're gonna give you some serious paper cuts. Enough talk. Let's show these guys who they're messing with. I'm gonna pull my light sword from my hip and I'm going to unsheath it and I'm just gonna run at these fools. Can I roll to fight? Mm-hmm. That's a nine. On a seven to nine, choose two and your opponent chooses one. The first outcome I choose is I'm going to take an object from your opponent or seize a superior position. So the first thing Swift does as she uh, runs up is she kind of slides into like a kneel and then with her other arm, she cleanly cuts through the power cable so they stop siphoning off our juice. And then the second thing is that she stands up and I'm gonna say she elbows Tudor in the face and gives Tudor the condition angry because of his broken nose. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna create an opportunity for an ally through prowess or distraction. And uh, you've cut through an electrical cable while it was live. It is showering sparks, I think. Fuck yes, it is. Now that it's severed from the wall, I think they just like ripple it, mm. which I think kind of 
cuts the battlefield in half, you're on one side and the rest of your gang is on the other. Yeah, I turn back to look and see who's following me and instead I see like a wave of sparks shooting out from this live cable and I go, uh, maybe some help would be good. Can I just jump through the sparks? Too dangerous or? This would definitely be defying disaster, I think. Yeah, let's do that. It is like a ballerina leap to get past the sparks. Okay. You do it with style and at the GM's discretion, you may also learn new information, discover a new opportunity or gain a string on someone. I think you just catch Paris's eye. You did successfully entice them earlier. They are very into you and I think they're quite distracted. Nice. Elaine's new personal plan, turn Paris onto our side. I think Mouse looks back at Luz and then looks over to the side where Elaine and Swift have jumped to. And Mouse is going to go for whoever is on this side. Is it Yell that's left on this side? Sure. So there's like a little belt holding a, like a sword hilt, but there's nothing there. And she takes out the hilt and she flips a little switch on it. And this sword of electricity appears like blue flame and uh it spurts out a couple of times and her eyes get wide in fear because she's like oh oh shit my sword stopped working um but when it finally seems to be holding a charge i think she runs forward and goes for yale's legs to try to knock them down okay that sounds like fight uh, a nine. Okay, choose two and your opponent chooses one i'm going to create an opportunity for an ally through prowess or distraction and I'm gonna seize a superior position. This sword is probably her size, honestly, just a little bit smaller. So it takes a lot of gumption for her to swing out. Like she's holding it with both hands and she swings out and like tries to bring this fully grown dude to his knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is like a superior position just like, he's like not standing at his full height. Yeah, they're eye to eye actually They're eye to eye. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. What's, what's Luce doing? Well, I think what Mouse did was pretty freaking cool. So pretty smitten by that. Uh, are you are you hitting the smitten button? Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's hit the smitten button. Okay. That was easy. <laughs> Mouse is just like I, I I could have hit tons of guys. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I have. Why did I bring up the snails? When you become smitten with someone, say why, give them a string, and answer this question. What obvious thing about you are you sure would make them reject you? I'm smitten by your your prowess and your unwaveringness in the face of danger and authority. The obvious thing is I just, I don't get it. I don't get how to, how to function society. And I think that anything that I have would fizzle out in a matter of weeks because I don't, I don't know how to like conduct myself at dinner dates. You talk about snails. <laughs> yeah. I like that another one of these moves is I, I like, like snails. snails. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> well, it's just supposed to be like, you know, tongue tied. So it's like, uh, snail attack. Yeah. And I, I bonk this fella on the side of the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you can roll plus daring or grace. Uh, let's do daring on a nice four. I'm so smitten uh, that my head is 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 not even really looking at where I'm swinging. And perhaps I misjudge my cell connection and just totally miss. Uh, and I kind of like swing and spin in a circle and like kind of fall in what is probably the like wet Mm, yeah, it was raining. I will say for the purposes of like electricity, uh, <laughs> that 
it's no longer raining, but there are some oh, puddles. Yeah. Right. So we've got Yell, who's like kind of incapacitated in front of Mouse and Loose. We've got Tudor, who got bonked by Swift. Yeah. And Paris is uh, thoroughly distracted by Elaine just being here. <laughs> I think um, when Paris sees Yell go down, she she just kind of like, maybe we table this fight for another time. Uh, and she says, Elaine, you will be hearing from me. Elaine says, yes, this is an absolute win. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's, she's surrendering on, on behalf of the group here. I want to figure out um, Paris. I got a nine. Okay. When you try and understand a person, roll plus wit on on a seven to nine. You may ask two questions, but they may ask one of you. So I think that Mouse just like scurries up to Paris and looks up at her. Just, what do you want from us? Why are you here for? Why want you out of my way so I can do my work? I have a very important client. What can I do to make you tell me who that client is? I know that you've already talked about Cobot Heavy Industries, but is that as long as the story is? It is. If you've met June, you'll know why. <laughs> there's there's a very exciting new project. I'm sure you'll hear more about it today, but the uh, the old library across the street is being digitized. Uh, so we're doing our surveillance work to kind of scope out how that process might be made most efficient. Mouse looks back at Swift and then looks at Elaine and Luce, uh, just sort of giving them all this look of fear on her face because it's the library. She That's her probably her favorite place to hang out besides the bean sprout. And she um, looks back at Elaine and she points at Paris and says, Really? You're into this? <laughs> Elaine is drooling and goes, don't worry, I can change her. <laughs> Are you smitten? Maybe. If you're drooling, yes. Drooling usually gets you there. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to smash the smitten button, too. Yeah, that's fair. When you become smitten with someone, say why, give them a string. So uh, they have a string on me now. And answer this question, why would your romance never last? Pretty clear, we are enemies. We have fundamentally different opinions about probably everything. Mouse is just like, we're not gonna let you close that library, right, everyone? Yeah, you can't take over the library. That's where the books sleep. <laughs> right, well, you know, there are proper channels for filing complaints. If you believe that your community organization has a big enough stake in this building, then you can fill out the complaint form online, and then that'll take five to 10 business days to process, not including holidays, long weekends. Mouse is just going, just like balling her hands up and fists at her side, and she says, File this! And she kicks Paris in the shin and then stops away. <laughs> nice. Paris yelps and tries to regain their dignity as she drags a somewhat incapacitated yell back into the van and, you know, shoots some daggers over at Shooter. We'll see you again soon, won't we? Don't come back. I turn and I look down at Mouse and I say... I've never seen you this riled up before. Are you okay? I just really love the library and the fact that they're taking that from 
it's not even just important to me. It's important to a lot of people. And I don't want it to be taken from us. I uncouple the contract that was in my fist. And I, again, try to read it. And I go, guys, I have no idea what this says. Elaine is not very smart either. Recognizing that my skills would be better somewhere else, I go back into the coffee shop and get some nice warm beverages to calm everyone down. I think Mouse has uncrumpled like the contract that uh, Swift had on the table and is like looking at Trinity with these big just dog eyes, like hoping Trinity knows some sort of legal jargon. And it's just like, do you know anything about this? Cobalt Heavy Industry basically has free license from the city to like boost their power for their digitizing efforts because apparently that's super energy intensive and they need to be plugging in all over the place. Swift locks eyes with Luce and she says, do you think we should call Ruby? Jesse, who's Ruby? <laughs> Ruby is the leader of Refactor, the hacktivist organization that Swift and I think Luce kind of uh, work with. Okay, yes. Uh, I dial on my phone this number and I hand you the phone because I don't, I, I'm, I have anxiety towards talking to Ruby. I think Swift also has anxiety talking towards Ruby, but it's a thirst-based anxiety. <laughs> right. What does Ruby say when her face pops up on the screen? She says, oh, hey, you're not loose. I'm Swift. We've, you know that I'm Swift. So listen, there's actually a big problem uh, over at the cafe. Paris, Goss, and her goons, they were stealing our power, and then they said that they were going to plug into the library because of a contract, but the contract was actually like a shuriken, and it almost hit me. Uh, um, we need your help. Elaine is in the sort of background, like in the corner of your eye. You can see her going. <laughs> what do you need from me? They're going to come back, and they're going to digitalize the library somehow it seems like your kind of game i'll come by i'll bring nano yeah if as long as the cafe has power um we we should be able to do some work you already see her like hopping on her own motorcycle i'll see you soon okay okay i close the phone and heave like a huge sigh of relief oh, okay ruby's gonna come and fix everything guys she's cute too hey what's a nano nano's like ruby's top hacker she can like matrix up your like phone into a blender into like whatever it's crazy yeah yeah it's really crazy i can't believe this we have to focus on saving the library yeah swift is right mouse like stands up on the bench with her hands on her hips she's like i know that we all have our things but listen this is important now. We have to make sure this library is saved. So if Paris comes back, Elaine, keep it in your pants. I want to go and do a little bit of scouting near the library if if anyone wants to come with me. Of course. I'm going to wait and um, just make sure Ruby can uh, find the place good. Okay. Mouse and Elaine going on a little adventure. I would like to say there's a lost and found in the bean sprout. And she's just going to like wrap a couple of like sh big shawls around her shoulder to make her look a little bit more bigger than she is. And then the minute that she sees the first non 
Paris group looking lawyer person, she's going to pretend to get hit by their car. Ooh. And I have a role for it. <laughs> you have a role for that? I do. Because I'm persuading an NPC of a lie. Nice. Uh... Oh my God. Okay, sure. I rolled a 10. I want them to believe a big lie. And then I want to have the new opportunity. <laughs> I think she does it without telling Elaine to. Like, that's the funniest part. Is like she just sort of like throws herself into the street Completely. to get hit by this car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elena shocked. I think like after a while, she'll be like, oh, I get it. I'm playing along. But at first she's like, what the fuck? And then as soon as a lawyer comes out, she's like, oh, OK. Uh. <laughs> You see another van like Paris's, and you you jump in front of that artfully as it was rolling to a stop, and you make sure to like pound on the front so it sounds like they hit you. This woman with a short black bob, she hops out of the car and she uh, looks very distressed. Like, oh my god, I did not see you there. Are you okay? Are you have you been injured? You hit me with your car. I was just crossing the street and you hit me with your I'm car. so sorry. What can I what can I do for you? Are you injured? You need to go to the hospital. I don't think I can make it. <laughs> Elaine, <laughs> Elaine will come in and be like, this is my girlfriend. And she has a very rare disease that makes her bones weaker. So you literally could have killed her. She was born with glass bones <laughs> and and she's like caressing dear mouse's hair gently like what can we do for you sweetheart she just looks over her shoulder and just goes i just wanna i just want my last moments to be at the library (laughs) anything for you sweetheart i I scoop up mouse and like do you want to get into the into the car she just nods it's a short ride and uh she goes very slow Do you think taking her phone somehow would be a, a boon to us? She's probably got some useful contacts. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what's going to happen is like underneath all these layers of of shawls that Mouse put on, she's going to somehow slip one of the, I mean, she's a, I could even roll filch for it. She's a pickpocketer. So I think she slips it under there. I think you have like some kind of advantage here anyway. You've created this opportunity for yourself. So, Katie, if you want to roll your filch move with 3d6 and take the highest two. I rolled a 10, so I get to choose two. The item creates a opportunity, so such as a map, key, or note, and the person doesn't know who took it. So you, you have this lawyer phone now. <laughs> All of that to get a phone. <laughs> Uh, Elaine scoops Mouse out of the back seat and kind of whispers, do we still need this lawyer? No, you can let her go. I think she's fine. Okay. I'd like to enjoy my girlfriend or wife or whatever her last moments in peace, so leave us alone now. And slams the door. Be glad I'm not suing you. Elaine is like gushing over Mouse. Like, that was smart as fuck. You have a galaxy brain. What the <laughs> I didn't know it was happening and then you just went and oh my god and I actually thought you got hit by a car I think that she gets really really blushed and she's just like I, I am I, I I just thought that maybe it would help and I am um, I wasn't sure what to do and you being there made it a little complicated just because I was so nervous not not in a weird way or anything Elaine like 
hugs you and even like maybe twirls you a bit and is like, I loved it. That was brilliant. Can we do shit like that all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I think that Mouse is smitten with Elaine. So when you say, when you become smitten with someone, say why. I think that like Mouse isn't used to this attention and she really likes it. And she likes like someone gushing over her and giving her praise for something that she that could have gone really wrong <laughs> and she like really likes that um you get a string on mouse and answer the question what secret do you have that you think would make them reject you if they knew i think mouse thinks elaine would reject her because she is never loyal to anyone like she's never been loyal to either side she always goes with whoever is apt to win and she thinks that Elaine like might cherish loyalty. Interesting. Yeah, well, you were out getting hit by a car. Ruby and Nano arrive at the cafe. Ruby has short brown hair, light skin, and freckles. And Nano is a Muslim woman. She's wearing a neon green hijab. She has beautiful dark eyebrows, green eyes, and... Uh, She's carrying several pieces of uh, large equipment. Hey, thanks for getting here as quick as you did. Uh, Where can we help you set up? We just need some power for the machine and the Wi-Fi and we'll be good to go. All right. Uh, It's it's pretty sweaty in this cafe, just so you know, just letting you know ahead of time. Okay, okay, no worries. (laughs) I'll get the power. I think we're like Nano might be straight up on like machines and devices. Ruby is kind of putting together the big picture of how that fits into like their plan. So Ruby's the one I'm going to give mm-hmm. the contract to. What do you want? What do you want Intel on? Well, it's like we said on the phone, Paris wants to take over the library. She said Cobalt Heavy Industries was involved. They wanted to, well, I don't know. It's in the contract, but they're going to shut it down and, and we need to stop them. How do we do it? Uh, well, let's break down the problem. So you said they were siphoning power? That's how we found out about it, but I mean, we scared them off pretty easily. I'm pretty strong with my sword. But uh, they, they were wildly inefficient in how they were taking the power. Um, so it, it was it was actually uh, causing surges here in uh, the cafe. Okay, that's good intel. Whatever this operation is requires a lot of energy and probably from multiple sources. So, I mean, if we cut off their power, probably put a big damper on their plans, right? Maybe we need to rev up a few more trucks. Yeah, possible. Let's get a breakdown of what this legalese means. And Ruby hands the <laughs> contract to Nano, who furiously types something into their like cool see-through computer. Can I hover over her shoulder? Nice. Yes. And Nano says they're <sighs> Basically creating like a cloud library. So they need like the power to like disintegrate like the physical book and turn it into like digital book. And then it's going to live in the cloud. And that's like a lot of hosting and like power. But like the like big scan stuff that they need to be doing is the thing with the multiple power sources and the surges and uh, whatever else. And they're also definitely gonna be like overpowering all the like local Wi-Fi. Yeah, this looks bad. I have an idea. I think she stands and 
uh, asked Nano to scan her. Basically, like maybe through like a database that exists, maybe if it's even like a police-based one or I don't know, whatever, just a database and it like comes up with like some information. But then I'd like to commune with the unseen again. Nice, 11. What I would like is to temporarily alter the unseen nature of a place. And I'd like to try to like take these unseen and have them perf like form some type of like, like firewall around me and then at prompt nano scan me again and my intention is that like it doesn't work and then to try to like apply this to like when they go to digitize the books like a, a way to make it so they literally can't and therefore can't destroy it human signal jammer sure she uh nano nano pulls out her diagnostic tech yeah i mean everything everything seems normal <laughs> and mm -hmm. then the second time <laughs> I like snails what <laughs> I said I like when you uh, scan how's the scan uh, it's not working is there something you want to tell me do you know the unseen oh this is embarrassing this is going to sound weird Um, I developed a piece of tech Okay, tell me more. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, ancient tech. It's ancient. It's your grandparents' tech. And um, I think I could use it to stop the book scanning. I, sorry, are you, did you activate the tech? Is that why my machine's not working? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Technological mystery. Yes, I'm very mysterious. Do you like mysteries? I sure do. We'll have to uh, experiment with your ancient, mysterious tech. What else is happening? Are Mouse and Elaine coming back? <laughs> door open, Candace style from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Just slams the door open. I got a phone! You should have seen this shit. Mouse went in, got hit by a truck, totally scammed this lawyer burnaby totally scammed them drove us to the library she was like i'm dying and stole her phone it was, it was pretty badass if you ask me good job little mouse i think the phone rings go for burnaby oh hey hey it's rosie and i just wanted to to make sure that uh everything was okay at the library and that we were uh good to go for the initial scan uh starting starting in 15 minutes can you confirm no absolutely not were you listening do you want to get fired i said postpone it what do you mean postpone it what's wrong I just got some new information, and uh, you should wait until I get there to do anything. Don't do anything right now. Ask her where the trucks are. The data on my phone is being so weird right now. Where are the trucks? There's one on every side. So on the north side, it's like over by the alley, and then on the west side, just parked right on the street. The east side is the one that's kind of farther away. And then the south side, you know, you can't miss it. It's really big. Okay, <laughs> great. Um... Rosie, you know, I can always trust you to get shit done. You are going to need to tell everybody to just evacuate for the rest of the day. I'm going to come in myself and talk to Paris and you if you want to, but everyone else just get out of there for the day. Oh, evacuate? That sounds really serious. Oh, it is. June is not going to be very happy, so I am going to need a reason for the report. Mold. Just say it's mold. Mold always works. 
It's mold. It's mold. It's uh, black mold and white mold and blue mold. Uh, that's a new kind of mold they just discovered. It just dropped. Yeah, yeah. it just it just <laughs> dropped. Um, and that one is is fast acting. And I think June would be really angry if we killed her. So uh. worst case, everyone dies. Best case, everyone just gets the day off. You know, let's let's weigh the pros and cons and let's get everyone out of there. Right. Right. Okay. Uh. Yeah. That sounds. Uh. That sounds like several lawsuits. Um. Okay, I will take that back to June, and I will be, uh... Tell her you'll circle back. (laughs) They love that. Yeah. Oh, well, we're gonna circle back. We're gonna take this offline. Um, Okay, okay. Yeah, can we actually meet, though, at the library, though? Yes. Yeah, we'll be there in... How long can we be there, guys? Ten. Ten minutes. As soon as we're on the way now. We're in the car. I'm in the car. Okay, let's go. What's the plan? What are we doing? Someone has to be at this meeting, and someone has to take down the trucks, and someone has to stop the scan from happening. Uh, I feel like my part to play in this is fairly obvious, um, so I'll, I'll get ready for uh, the anti-scan scan. Mouse, you're pretty good at like disguises and tricks. Maybe you should go and talk to June Cobalt. Barnaby's going to suddenly be 4-9. <laughs> Nano and Luce in the library, and... Elaine and Mouse with June and me and Ruby on trucks? I think so, yeah. No complaints. Subtle. Let's go. I run out to the alley behind Bean Sprout and I pull the tarp off of Python, my cool light cycle that I've had on my character sheet this whole time. We've stayed in one place, so there's been no point to use it, but now there is. <laughs> to go around the corner. <laughs> now, I, now I'm going to travel to other locations. Yeah. Gotta get some milk. <laughs> Does anyone need anything from the Circle K? <laughs> Okay, I think Ruby's like, should we ride together or should I get my bike? It, there's there's no time, hop on. <laughs> Great. Just hold on tight, Ruby. This thing goes pretty fast. I can handle it. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you two um, speed off to go uh, slash some tires. Mm. Tell me about that. The the compromise here is that, like, Rosie sent home, you know, most people, but, like, the last truck that we need to get still has, like, I want another fight scene, maybe, for the my devoted character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the big truck on the south side. Talk to me about um, how you, like, roll up or, like, try and stealth over or you're just, like, walking up, like, fuck you, like... I think we've tried to be stealthy because we're, like, moving around the block. Like, we're kind of doubling back so people could definitely, like, track us because we're not going far. So we tried to keep it chill. And this is, like, the most out in that open truck. So we come from an alley slightly further south. And, like, a cloud of dust kind of sweeps up in an alley as my light cycle charges through. Its wheel shining a glittering magenta. And then it screeches to a halt. And I hop off and I turn to Ruby and I say... This is the last one, but to tell you the truth, I got a bad feeling about it. Be safe. Wait, you're not coming with me? <laughs> you're going to do this by myself? <laughs> Ruby, what the fuck? You're, you're the sword. You're the sword one. Yeah, well, maybe you could, you know, run a diversion. It's only got one end. You can't be both the thirsty <laughs> and the sword. Someone's got to take some responsibility here. <laughs> Okay, why don't you go talk to the driver and I'll go around back, see if I can get through the door and just smash up whatever's inside. All right. Sounds like a plan. What happens when I open the door of the truck? I think an alarm goes off. I vault over up the the lift into the back of the truck. I slam the door behind me. 
I um, jam my sword through one of the like rails where the lock would go, so the door's shut, and I turn around and I see the inside of their truck, which has what? Computers? Yeah, we were talking about like NFT, like crypto mining, etc. So I think it's a really sweaty place. <sighs> it's full of computer bits, just like grinding. I'm down to the sports bra hoodie tied around the waist, abs showing pretty defined. Let's not forget about it. And I step forward and I lean down with my hands over the keyboard like I'm going to hack it and figure out what to do. And then I just grab the keyboard and pull it out of the wall. Nice. (laughs) And I just start uh, smashing shit. And (laughs) I don't know what else to do. I hope guards don't show up. Okay. I just go full renegade on the inside of this truck. Let's resolve like the end of that um, in a minute. Uh, let's hop over to another team. Mouse let Elaine do her, like, wig and makeup and stuff. <laughs> in, in ten minutes. Yep. You two roll up to the front of the library, which is, like, an old stone building that was probably also once, like, a fire hall. It's one of, like, the single remaining, like, buildings of the old world. You know how it is. And... Out of a very expensive hover car, first steps Rosie, who is wearing a cropped black blazer over a sports bra with some uh, tight black pants. And uh, Z offers a hand out to the person, the other person in the car. This, of course, unmistakably is June Kobold a Korean woman wearing a uh, holographic blazer over a white snakeskin dress. She's like a beautiful fat babe. She's got fiery red hair. Her eyes are like biomodded to match. Uh, She's got some killer red lipstick on uh, and she looks like she means business. Elaine is paralyzed. She's like, she's too hot. I can't lie to her puts the hood up and is like, I'm going to be your lackey. At least I need five minutes. (laughs) Mouse just, Mouse grabs Elaine by the shoulder. I need you to get it together. She's really, really hot. I can't do this alone. Mouse, I'm not kidding. I need you to slap me across the face right now. (laughs) Mouse does not hesitate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do this. I'm gonna roll my play the part move. Okay. It's a 13. So. Oh, shit. 10 plus. While you remain um, dressed, your disguise is perfect. Only your words or deeds may expose you. Nice. Good. Um, yeah, June, June like walks towards you. Burnaby, I heard something about mold. Yes. As I told Rosie here, there's a terrible outbreak of mold in um, not only the building, but it seems to be infecting the trucks as well. So we wanted to make sure that everyone is evacuated. Spreading to the trucks as well. Oh, what a headache. Hmm, That's going to need to go in the report. Rosie, are you taking notes? Well... We're going to have to come up with a solution to this rather quickly, wouldn't you say? I definitely agree, but I I think that to avoid any unnecessary um, problems, we'd want to keep our workers safe, right? Well, the thing is, I need it done now. But aren't aren't you worried about the people who work for you? 
No. <laughs> June says no workers' rights. I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> it, isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty much it. What do you suppose that I I do to make sure that this is taken care of? Because I, I definitely want to solve this the way with the least amount of fatalities. Mm, yes, keep it out of the media, too. Um... Well, is there a way we can do all the scanning remotely without having to go into the building? Yes. Thank you. Yes, this is what I like to hear. Solutions. Solution-based thinking. This is my, my partner, Gina. Gina, hello. Nice to meet you. Okay, remotely. So the trucks that we dismissed, we're going to need them to come back. We're probably going to need to, like, up the power supply. Uh, actually, I have a contact, Burnaby's contact, that uh, they were telling me about. But the problem is they're not entirely legal. Uh, they are who can do it remotely, uh, but we want to keep it under the table. Um, so if you'd let us contact them and let them know that they can go ahead, uh, you know, that way you don't have to dirty your hands. Right, Burnaby? That's what you were saying? That was what I was saying. I thought that it would be beneath our boss here to contact someone illegal but i do understand that uh you know if you want something done sometimes you have to go about other other measures that might not be uh, above the table well a job done is a job done okay um then we will we will take care of this thank you so much for meeting with us terribly sorry about the mold some things you just can't control hmm (laughs) she doesn't like that Elaine, as Gina, will literally now call um, Nano and Luce and say, we just spoke to the wonderful June. It's me, Gina, here. And um, she said you can go ahead and start the scan. So start. I thought the whole, I'm confused because I thought we're like anti-scanning. Yeah, you're anti-scanning, but it looks like you're scanning, right? Okay, so we're, we're just like putting on a face. Yeah, so it looks like Got so that they're not going to be Nano uh, poses the scanner, but you're stopping. The yeah, scan they're they're not going to be suspicious yeah. of of someone scanning. Okay. Yes. <laughs> 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 we'll get started on that right away. Uh, I think June June will say, "Well, uh, Gina Burnaby, would you be willing to supervise that activity? This being your contact." Of course, no problem whatsoever. Excellent. Rosie, the door. She gets back in the car. Um, I think Rosie will stay to supervise. Love that. (laughs) Do we fight them? Can't take them back to Beansprout. So we kill them? We could just just knock her out. Okay, uh, Elaine's going to count down from three. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay, once once June is out of uh, out of sight, Elaine will go three, two, one, and they turn around and attack. <laughs> Elaine and Mouse are too chaotic. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. I'm gonna ping pong back. <laughs> We're gonna come back to that in a hot sec. We're smashing up the inside of a truck. The back door of the truck opens once again, and lo and behold, Paris is standing there looking rather unhappy. I know, I know we said we'd meet again soon, but like this. Yeah, you're kind of interrupting me. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Get out of my truck. <laughs> and she pulls her sword. Uh, I grab my sword from the railing and I go, no, Paris, I don't think I will. And she hops in the back of the truck and she takes big swing. Okay. Um, I want to fight her. Do it. I'm very good at it. And I always say, do what you love. Unless you roll two ones. Um, do what you love even if you're bad at do it. Do what you love and you'll never live a day in your life because you'll be instantly killed by Paris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this is this this causes you to stagger. You suffer a staggering physical or emotional blow, so you choose an option from the following based on the number of conditions you have marked. So from the zero to three conditions, uh, you lash out at someone whose regard matters to you, provoke them to do something foolish or harmful, take advantage of a string you have on them if you have one, or you hesitate or stumble and the opposition gains an opportunity or you grin and bear the blow, mark two conditions. So I think I'm gonna take, I hesitate or stumble and the opposition gains an opportunity. So maybe Paris just like attacks with a fury I was not previously aware of and I can just barely like hold myself against her. Mm-hmm. You've managed to clear one side of the van um, and she just like slams you up against like the side of the wall, like with her elbow like against you and her paper legal contract sword near your face. I stare down and I'm like, Oh shit, you're actually mad. Yeah, I'm mad. Ruby, Rubes, you out there? <laughs> now's, the, now's the time. Oh my god, I hope you're out there. Sure, I mean, Ruby can run around to the back and just be like, hey you. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe if this is like defying disaster or like fighting again, but I'd love to have Ruby like make a small distraction so I can try to get the upper hand on Paris. Yep, your choice of move. I guess the fight has more like actions that I like. Holy shit. Okay, I'm dead now. That was a five. With my plus Ooh, two. Brutal. Whoa. Loaded dice. Uh, yeah, what stagger move do you choose? I, I'm like, oh, you're actually mad. And then Paris just gets me across the face um, and I'm gonna take two conditions. Frightened, because mm -hmm. Paris is now uh, beating the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna take the condition hopeless, because I'm feeling kind of trapped right now and we can't fight. Do you like fight until you like max out your conditions or what? Okay, here's something. I just failed a fight move and I took a move called for the cause. When I fight the enemy of my devotion, I can suffer a condition to choose an additional option from the fight move, even if I roll a six minus. So I'm going to take the like succeed, even if though I failed. So I just, I, I would still take the conditions from the stagger, but I'll get a third condition, which is angry. So I've taken the condition angry and uh, with my for the cause move, I'm going to get the result of taking an object from your opponent. And I'm gonna take the truck keys from Paris and I think it's fun if Ruby drives and then me and Paris are fighting in like a moving truck. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Paris has me up against the wall with like her her elbow on my throat and I'm like, and then I, I reach down and grab the car key out of her breast pocket of her blazer and I fling it over to Ruby and I say, can we go to the library now? And Ruby maybe like slams the lid shut and locks it. So me and Paris are locked in the back of this death truck 2099. <laughs> okay, good. Let's get um, Luce back on screen doing something cool. I, I can find Nano that um, this plan, um, well, I'll just say it. So you know that little trick that I did back at the cafe? The one that we were, you know, the plan was to do right now? Yeah. Um, well, that was the first time I ever did it. Um, 
I just wanted to be impressive while we were in the cafe. And I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous because uh, I don't know. This is a big building. There's a lot of data that's about to be collected. I don't think I can do it. Now puts her hands on your shoulders and says, if there's anyone who can do it, it's you. I like snails. I'm smitten now. I'm going to figure her out. Okay. 12. Uh, you ask two questions now or later in the scene. So now. Um, what are your feelings towards me? Yeah. So she <laughs> she's like, if anyone can do it, it's you. You're just like, I like snails. It's like. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're just one big mystery, and I know you have the answer. That's why I like you so much. How could I get you to like me even more? I mean, Nano is is a hacker, and I think gets a lot of joy from like breaking down firewalls and you know getting into other people's stuff and whatever. But like. does she also like breaking down emotional walls and getting into other people's hearts? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Like it's, it, it's like the, the fun, the fun of the challenge is basically like, give me a puzzle to solve. And then like, once, once we do that, we've unlocked friendship level two. A puzzle based dating sim. Choo Choo, my, my little uh, companion who actually does take up a physical space, albeit very, very small, I think is going to uh, play wing unseen here. And like, as as her hands are on my shoulders, like bumps her from behind. <laughs> yeah, are you are you looking for smooches? That certainly could help inspire me, but at least get like, a, a, you know, like the bump <laughs> to, to, to closer and the gotta like do the catch, you know what I'm saying? Okay, sure. She loses her balance, um, stumbles even closer to you. Oh, you know, Luz can't, Luz can't <laughs> do it. Luz just awkwardly says, well, okay, uh, here I go. <laughs> As we're like, feel each other's breath close, I start communicating with the unseen, so I start going, <laughs> 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 um, right as we're like kind of you know right in, in this intimate space uh and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll roll to try and try and stop the scan and save the library do you have a move for that or are you defying disaster i was gonna do what the same thing that i did last time which was commune with the unseen and then try and get them to to, to alter the nature of the place okay um which i got a 10 on <laughs> Jordan only rolls <laughs> 10. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'd like to, I do get plus two on that one, but yes, I would like to alter the nature of the place as they're like getting this scan ready. Yeah, I think this would definitely be very difficult <laughs> to do. Yeah, you start speaking modem to- Talk modem to me. <laughs> to the 10G sprites um around you and i think you kind of send out like an emp style like wave like from your body to just go whoosh and you know i think uh nano staggers backwards uh, a little bit uh her eyes wide but hella impressed yeah and i think there there's like 
Wi-Fi on the streets, and I think you see it like flicker and go out as as your little sprites have like clobbered these signals and effectively blocked them. Amazing. You send out this EMP, Nano's so impressed. Um, yes. Would you like them to kiss you? Yes. Great. <laughs> oh my god, as they're Nana. like whirling around us and stuff, it's all yeah. like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you're like surrounded surrounded by your little Wi-Fi sprites. And I think Nano just like picks you up and like trolls you around and says, that was incredible! Uh, and just plants a big one on you. <gasps> Amazing. Uh, what do I do to like uh, melt away? Is that a roll or? <laughs> <laughs> You've rolled so many tens, you can do whatever you want. I, I sit down with a huge grin on my face uh, and am unable to communicate. In fact, I I try to like what would be like articulate my feelings, but I, I my brain, my, my synapses are still crossed. So I just am doing my like modem noises rather than actually speaking in um, like a real language. <laughs> Uh, Nano will sit down beside you and just hold your hand while you make noises. Good. Smash got back to Elaine and Mouse, who just counted down three, two, one to try and knock Rosie the fuck out. I think Mouse goes for her legs like Mouse does. <laughs> <laughs> Letting Elaine go for the top. I do. We roll? Uh, I think so. I just barely yeah, passed I did with too. this stat. And I, had a, I have a plus two in daring, so <laughs> I got a seven. I also got a seven. Okay, are you are you fighting or are you defying disaster? I did fight. Yeah, okay. I fight as well. Okay, on seven to nine, choose two and your opponent chooses one. Uh, I'm going to create an opportunity for Elaine and seize a superior position in case they get back up that I can like maybe try to elbow them before they do. And Elaine? <laughs> well, first, I have something called impressive swordplay. When you roll a 7 plus to fight, you may gain a string on someone who is present and ask their player what it is about you that has impressed or intrigued them. Um, so I will do that. And I will, <laughs> I guess, take another string on mouse. Uh, and then on top of that, take an object from your opponent or seize a superior position. I would love to have Rosie knocked prone so that we can tie them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the sense from what Mouse described that you're effectively like knocking them over and you're like on top of them. Yeah. And uh, let's inflict a condition just for fun. Okay. <laughs> because we can. What are you inflicting? Hopeless, I guess. It's like, hey, Rosie, here's the realization that uh, we completely just tricked you. You completely fell for it. That's not even Bar Burnaby. June has left. It's just you here. Everyone else here is our friends. Oh, this is the worst day of my life. June is going to kill me if you don't kill me first. And then I'm going to do a bad job. And then she's going to fire me. And then she fires me. Then we can never be together. Are you inflicting a condition on both of us? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll both take guilty. What are you going to do with me? I hadn't thought that far ahead, actually. We can just put you in an alley and I'm sure someone will find you. Yeah. We'll put you somewhere someone can find you. Maybe find you a nice pillow. You just gotta hang out. Worst case, you'll be bored for a couple hours. 
Okay, because these pans are dry clean only, so if you don't, I would appreciate it if you didn't put me in a puddle. Oh, we would never do that. Maybe we leave Rosie in, like, the lobby of the library. I thought you said it was full of mold. We, we lied about that, too. Sorry. Sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> you really fell for it today, Rosie. I'm sorry. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I, Eli, feel really bad for Rosie. Oh, boy. Elaine maybe tries to shift the mood and is like, hey, our plan, though. I mean, great day for us, am I right? I think we did great. (laughs) And I think Elaine and Mouse spontaneously have a high five, like a new high, like a secret handshake. Yeah, I like that. We do it. It's an audio medium, so you'll never know how cool it is. Yeah, you two um, do your new secret handshake, walk out of the library after leaving Rosie in the in the lobby, and uh, a large van screeches to a halt in front. You see Ruby um, driving. We got a situation in the back. You hear a swift yell from the back of the truck. Ow! Okay, Elaine will rush over and open the doors. I think if you open the truck door, you just see me like fly, like launched horizontally out of the back of the truck and into like a pile of trash bags or whatever. And I look up at Elaine and I go, your girlfriend's here. Oh. (laughs) Hmm. Do I help my friend or do I flirt? Mouse goes over to Swift and just like, go, 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 just go. Great. I'm gonna um, hop into the truck and like put my arms out to stop Paris from what's happening and just say, whoa, hold on, let's chill a sec, cowgirl. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, what's a cowgirl in 2099? Whoa there, (laughs) (laughs) e-girl. She she, like looks beyond you, Elaine, down to um, down to Swift in the trash. It's like, well, looks like uh, your friend showed up a little late. Sorry, I was busy planning our wedding. <laughs> you don't really want to do this, do you? Everyone else has already left. All your friends are gone. Last time you ran away, how about this time you just run away with me? <laughs> Can you roll to entice me? <laughs> yeah. I really want this one to work, because otherwise I'll be embarrassed. No, big fail. I do have a string, but it's a big fail. Um, sorry, does a string give me a plus one forward or does it give me a... You can either offer them an XP to do something, find out what it will take to get them to do what you want, add one to your roll against them, or add or subtract one from any roll they make. A string would not be enough to help me right now, I think. Maybe the tell tell what you want thing, because maybe it's more about like how to defuse a situation since Paris is on the warpath. Okay, Paris is clearly not biting and is clearly like, I'm in the middle of something. Um, Elaine will try a different approach. I know, I'm coming on. A little strong. Maybe you think it's a joke, but for real, I don't think we need to be fighting. What can I do to get you to stop? Um, They sheath their sword and they say, working for June Cobalt is a nightmare. (laughs) That woman has a list of demands longer than my arm. Holding a sword. (laughs) And 
I haven't had a day off in like over three months and I'm dying and I just want my two weeks vacation. Well, it might be your lucky day because uh, that mouse over there happened to catch a pretty big fish. So how about we find a way to cancel your contract? Don't think about it. Katie's making a face, doesn't make sense. (laughs) We find a way to tear up that contract You take your two weeks vacation, forget about this whole place, and maybe you spend one of those vacation days on a date with me? Uh, She looks you up and down and uh, holds out a hand to shake. Oh. (laughs) Uh. Um, Elaine goes to, like, is this funny? She goes to, like, just hold it. (laughs) Just hold her. So I go relay this, I guess mostly to Mouse, because uh, Swift is in no shape, but... Elaine will come back out of the truck and basically be like, hey, can we make use of that Rosie that we got tied up in the library? Yeah. I think Mouse is more than happy if it means prolonging the life of the library. Nice. Elaine gives Mouse like a big happy kiss on the cheek or something. Yeah. So you you make a deal with Rosie um, to free Paris from uh, their nightmare job. And uh, the, the gang kind of gets together and you know tries to make a a, a swift escape y- you you kind of you know dust yourselves off out of the trash <laughs> put your swords away it's been a long day so it's time to go Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Many Realms we hope you enjoyed our game of Thirsty Sword Lesbians This is a game by April Kit Walsh and published by Evil Hat. Pick up your copy to tell queer flirty stories with your friends. One quick but important announcement, season four is just around the corner. We will be playing Scum and Villainy. That's right, outer space, baby. If you're a patron, keep an eye out for exclusive content before we launch. And if you're not a patron and want to support us with money, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash many realms. Exclusive episodes, GM notes, all the good jokes we have to cut out. Patrons for this episode get all the super hot NPC face claims, which is worth it, IMO. We'd also love to have you follow us on Twitter or Instagram at the Realmscast to help us spread the word. New episodes every two weeks, all transcribed. Don't miss out. The whole cast would like to thank Katie for joining us for this episode, and we will wrap up with her telling you how to find her on the internet. Yeah, I'm Katie. You can find me on the internet at KatieFace on Twitter. I am social media manager for Off the Table. That's off underscore the table on Twitter and Twitch. Um, currently, I'm involved with two really good podcasts um, of Black Glass, which is of the Watch podcast. Um, it's a low fantasy uh, podcast about fighting toxic masculinity. And I'm currently playing Cody and Missing Annie Lee, which is a uh, fear itself podcast. I'm in the um, uh, reunion arc. Uh, playing Annie Lee's cousin and it's a very good spooky time if you like if you like good spooks Um, anything that I do though I post about on my Twitter I'm involved in random games here and there and streams and that sort of thing and that's the best way to find me